Nice. 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 All right, it's nice. The 69th episode of the Hot Grits Podcast. Travis Jadon and Spencer Maddox on the first half. We'll interview Alderman Nick Palumbo of the 4th District of the City of Savannah. He'll bring us some breaking news on the Duran Avenue Globe and a little bit more. Stay tuned. The nicest version of the Hot Grits Podcast yet. My name is Van Johnson. I'm 67th mayor of the city of Savannah. I'm pro go Let's go. That's all we need. Ain't nobody gonna rip like me, spit like me, flip like me, drop them hot grits like me, it's like me, just like me. Ain't nobody gonna rip like me, spit like me, flip like me, drop them hot grits like me, it's like me, just like me. All right, Spencer. 69 episodes, the nicest podcast yet. We got a good one today. We got a good one today. We have uh, some Globe news on the back end. We just wrapped up interviewing Alderman Nick Palumbo um, here on what's, what, what day is today? Tuesday, June 1st? I think it's a Tuesday, yeah. I believe it's the first of all the my, month. All my days are rolling together nowadays. But, dude, I feel like we say we got a, we got a good one today. Every single podcast, but even relative to those other good ones, this is a pretty good this one. Is, yeah, this, yeah, this is, one's a nice one. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. This is a nice one for About sure. as nice as it gets. Uh, ideally, it would be exactly 69 minutes, but I mean, yeah. the chances of us pulling that off are incredibly, incredibly yeah. slim. Um, you know what else is incredibly slim? What's that? Or thin. Thin. If you will. Thin. Um, uh, tennis. Naomi. Osaka. Just tennis or Naomi Osaka? I had to start tennis because Naomi Osaka, eh, it just might not do it for the listener. Like, I feel like tennis needs to be ahead of it. Uh, Naomi Osaka in the news, uh, not, probably not surprising to anybody, is that this has made its way past sports and, and into something completely different. Spencer, do we want, do we want to assume the listener knows? No, the, I think the we should, Naomi Osaka. I think we should give them a slight background. So she comes out and says she's not going to do any media at the French Open. At the French Open, correct. Circus ensues because, of course, you have to speak to the media. It's it's like part of your job as an athlete. So she doesn't speak to the media after her first round win. Yeah, and, and then is accepts the fine, takes the fine, which I think is which has happened before. Fifteen to twenty. Fifteen to twenty thousand, which is a drop in the bucket. Yeah. For the planet's richest female athlete, fifty-five Crazy. million dollars last year for the twenty-three-year-old. Crazy. Superstar now. She's a superstar. Won the last two tennis majors. Yeah, she's got more than one commercial rolling on television currently. Right. So one could say the media has largely impacted her fifty-five million dollar. Totals. One could say that, yeah, and that's important to keep. A in lot context. of that money has come from off the court. Yeah, but that's not what she's saying by doing this. She's saying that she's having mental health issues, like it's affecting her day to day life, and the media and speaking to the media is negatively impacting. That. So, and that's what I wanted to clear up. So, I, I believe, if I understand this correctly, Naomi Osaka is not saying that she is depressed. Therefore, she doesn't want to speak to the media. Right. I believe she is saying the obligation of speaking to the media every day, day in and day out, has caused the depression. 
That's not what I read. That's not what I read from it. I think I think it's causing her anxiety, uh, and that she's dealing with depression in general. But that's just my okay. That's what I gathered. Well, from I mean, look, we're we are not experts in that field, so yeah. we'll tiptoe around it, I guess, a little bit, Spencer. But the the fact of the matter is that Naomi Osaka is a twenty three year old, fifty five million dollar athlete, right, at the top of her field, and this is part of it. This is part of the obligation. This is literally like a dress code. Yeah. Okay. Now, I know it's not fun. Like there have been people, famous athletes, famously overcome anxiety and maybe not even overcome it, but just deal with it in front of the media for their entire career. And it is important to note that she, I mean, at 23 years old, she didn't have much of anything figured out. You know what I mean? Like in terms of her mental health, there's no way. So if she's coming to grips with like just reality in general, like she's growing up before our eyes, you know what I mean? One cannot, the game of tennis and the tennis higher ups, they're taking a beating today. And I don't, I don't, I'm not there yet because here's the thing. It's not on them to make special exemptions and rules based off of, I'm sorry, the feelings. Yeah of their athletes. Now it's not fair that Serena Williams or, you know, Sarah Smith, whoever the hundred thousandth ranked player in the world, that player also has media obligations. Yeah. They're never requested. So they never have to do it. The Serena Williams quote was absolutely, I got it right here. Vicious dude. I got it right here. I mean, she sounds like she's supporting her. She is 110% not supporting her. with This is why, I mean, this is the kind of thing that, is why Serena Williams is Tiger Woods. Yeah. She, and Naomi I mean, Osaka comes off Phil, a little uh, bit Phil Mickelson. Almost, almost Michael Jordan-esque, I, I would say. Th- this kind of quote. Read it, read it for the people. Uh, Serena Williams says, uh, I've been where I've been very difficult to walk in those moments, but you know it made me stronger. She gets another question that says this, quote, Obviously, this whole thing with Naomi Osaka has been a hot topic. When you look back over these few days... As to all that has transpired, what are your feelings and thoughts? Do you think it shouldn't have happened? What's your view? Serena Williams answers this. Quote, the only thing I feel is that I feel for Naomi. I feel like I wish I could give her a hug because I know what it's like. Like I said, I've been in those positions. Let me break in real quick, Spencer. Yeah. Not bad so far, right? Yeah. Caring. Caring. Now here comes the bomb. Serena Williams goes on. We have very different personalities and people are different. Not everyone is the same. I'm thick. Other people are thin. Everyone is different and everyone handles things differently. Oof. You just have to let her handle it the way she wants to in the best way she thinks she can. And that's the only thing I can say. I think she's doing the best she can. End quote. Some people are tough, like myself. Other people, like Naomi Osaka, are thin-skinned and don't belong in the sport. I am God. You are not. That's what Serena Williams is saying to her. I am fast. You are slow. I am big. You are small. That's what Serena Williams... This is is an AT&T bomb from Serena Williams. She's reaching out and touching her long distance. She is either in her 40s or nearing her 40s. This is a grown woman speaking about a... A Basically a child. A mother of children. Yeah, basically a child saying, you know... I mean, I feel for you, but eh, get it out of here, dude. Not everyone this would never is the fly same. in my time. I'm thick. Yeah. Come Let's on, go, dude. Serena. I'm with you. 
I'm with I don't, you. I don't know, dude. I don't think tennis should be getting the flack that it's getting personally. Uh, but I do think they're like she should have her time to figure this out. You know what I mean? Right? Like, can, can we not? Naomi Osaka shouldn't be slammed either. No, she should. look. She, she's she's, mi- she's missing out on money and the opportunity to win a trophy. Can all these things be true? Can like Serena Williams be right? Naomi Osaka is it is doing the best she can. Can we be right saying Naomi Osaka messed up? She met. Yeah. She messed this up. There's a better way to handle it. Sure. Okay. Now Marshawn Lynch went out for like 18 consecutive minutes. Yeah. And said the same thing over and over and over and over and over uh, again. I'm just here so I don't get fined. I'm right. Now it so became a joke and funny, but yeah. Like think about that. I mean, went out there and did that. And yeah. Faced it. He faced it. This is the this is the rising star of the sport now. True. Tennis has its hands full. We won't spend any more time on it, but tennis has its hands full with this one. Yeah. Serena Williams is doing just fine though. I will say I will say it's not an isolated incident uh, with young athletes dealing with depression, especially right now. Uh, like an incident comes to mind: Ryan Garcia, a rising fighter that just beat, coming off the heels of beating uh, a contender in Luke Campbell cancels his fight, and I didn't put this on the doc, but cancels his fight for pretty much the exact same reasons, uh, anxiety and depression. He comes out and says that later on, and he's one of the biggest names in the sport. So I I think a little bit of pandemic issues going on, like a little bit of social anxiety issues going on. Maybe we get back to sure, some Sure, but they're, all, deal- they're yeah. all dealing with it. Yeah. Right? I mean, they're all dealing with it. True. True, true, true. I mean, the youngest among them, I feel, will be the most heavily affected, and I don't want to come off as soft here. Like a lot of young well, athletes you are. are dealing, a lot of young athletes are dealing with the same thing. I'm just saying it's not an isolated. Well, look, you're not. No one's asking Naomi Osaka to go out there and bear her life story. Okay, right. they're just they. You, you just have an obligation afterwards to spend a little bit of time answering questions. And yeah, it's annoying. And yeah, it, it may be stressful and arguably the most stressful part. Right. Of the job. Tough. I don't like that you called me soft there, dude. I'm not gonna it get came off soft. Uh, yeah, I was just, you know, I'm just trying to empathize with her a little bit. Maybe give her a week. You know, she's had a tough time. You know who's not soft? Coach's corner, a bunch <laughs> of hardos over there, and we love them for it. Thirty sixteen East Victory Drive, Coach's Corner is the best sports bar in Savannah. Uh, One point seven billion televisions, Spencer, and counting. That's an official number. One point seven billion. That's Billy with a B. Coaches and John Henderson have been Savannah's best sports bar since before they had awards for being Savannah's best sports bar. That's all you really need to know. The back of the baseball card looks fantastic. Tell your server or bartender that the Hot Grits podcast sent you, and you'll get a discount over there. John Henderson and those guys have been our title sponsor for almost a year now. Crazy. Nuts. They've taken good care of us. They take good care of us. I've eaten so many wings in that time, dude. Hot wings, cold beers. I feel like it shows a little bit. Yeah. Well, I wasn't going to say it. Ugh. Whatever, dude. Uh, I still have Carl DeMossi on Wednesday nights and Saturday mornings, uh, as well as our guy, Brandon Bain. Brandon, if you're listening to this, shout us out on Rubbin' and Grubbin'. Um, I see you grinding solo on your NASCAR show, and I got, I got to give this guy props. We, you need to go watch this guy get after it for 40 minutes on NASCAR Yeah. and tell me that Brandon Bain doesn't know what he's talking about. That is a show to watch. Rubbin' and Grubbin'. On YouTube and Facebook, the Coach's Corner Facebook page. So where do you want to go from here? You want to talk Hawks? Uh, no, I want to talk Braves. Okay, we'll talk Braves. Marcelo we'll go, Ozuna. We'll go quick. Yeah, Ozuna, this is going to fuck the Braves. Yeah. I mean, this is absolutely going to screw the Atlanta Braves. And I guarantee the Braves are more 
negatively impacted in the long run by this than Marcelo Zuna is. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. I mean, I don't see Marcelo Zuna spending significant amount of time in jail, if any, uh, just because him and his wife have had. Loaded like backstory. This. Yeah, loaded backstory. Genesis is his, is it his would, wife's name. I feel like she, it, her name, you know, I don't, we could spend time going through the backstory. They've right. Had, Everybody knows. Like she's been, yeah, she, she's been abusive to him. He's been abusive to her. It's no excuse. Here's the problem. She doesn't play left field for the Atlanta Braves. True. So, but it, it would also take her pressing charges for anything like this. But thing. it's different now because the cops, the story is nuts. It the is, cops literally witnessed it. Yeah. They literally witnessed it. And Ozuna, who's on the injured list for what? Wrist? Yes. Hand? He's got a cast on his hand. First thing I see is, is cuffs all over those hands. And Tough. it's like, damn, you forget about the I.L. Like, this guy's never going to play for the Braves again. I really think see, that. See, I, I, I think there's a large chance that that happens and they, they cut him. Um, they have to cut him if this is true. But if the allegations I, I also could totally see them doing an investigation, allowing the 80-day suspension, whatever he, suspension he gets. I'm assuming it would be at least 80 days. It would be crazy if he didn't get 80 days. Uh, allowing the suspension to run out, them keeping him on the IL for the rest of the year, and then just bringing him back next year. Because, like you said, it is going to be such a heavy implication for them. They're going to lose money. They're going to lose uh, – they, they can't even spend that money. They can't you know bring I mean? him back next year. I don't know. They cannot I I do that. Yeah, I, I'm just, I'm saying I don't know how they will operate. We've said that they can't do stuff like that in the past, not specifically the Braves, and then it happens. So I mean, we we don't know. Well, it happened with Aroldis Chapman. He's the most famous case of them all, right? But I mean, we're living in a world. We're living in a world where Deshaun Watson is still on the roster for the the Texans. So I mean, what? Where, where did Deshaun really Watson go? He. I mean, that's he, what I'm saying, dude. This what guy it, has fallen off the, out of the headlines. Once, once a news, a once a story just stops getting cycled, it, teams tend to just kind of lay low for a while, and then they make a decision afterwards when the heat's not fully on them. You know what I mean? So who knows? Yeah the the Araldis Chapman story from 2017, I feel, I feel is worthy of going back and looking at. Yeah, it was the first time in which. Baseball had its domestic abuse, domestic violence policy. Tested. He got 30 games. He got yeah. 30 games, and the story is, is pretty, pretty insane of what allegedly happened. It involved a gun, um, and the Yankees owner famously said, Steinbrenner famously said, sooner or later we forget, right? That's the way we're supposed to be in life. He did everything right and said everything right when he was with us. That's why sooner or later people will forget, right? End quote. Ouch, dude. And he was right. He was right because he's got he got thirty games for firing off bullets. Now Marcelo Zuna is going to get at least eighty. And to be clear, he was right, but he was also in the wrong for saying that. For right? sure. Uh, yeah. 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 For yeah, sure. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, like what a psycho. We don't have. There is no precedent. That was four years ago. Yeah. And now Marcelo Zuna is literally caught red hand. Beating what his a, wife. What a nightmare start to the season for this team. Yeah. What else could go wrong? And this is how they – this is the start of a World Series run, dude. I'm That's calling it right were. now. Calling it right now. Calling it right now. They, they, they bring somebody up. They bring somebody in. I don't know. Some adversity, you know what I mean? Like some bad feelings of a dugout now. Because like, he was loved in that dugout. Dude. I don't know what they're – yeah, I don't know what they're going to do because they're spending the money on him. Yeah. It's guaranteed. He's 12 million this year, 16 million next year, 
18 for the two years after that each year, and then 16 for a club option in 2025. It's all guaranteed. Yeah. It could change if he's convicted or if he pleads guilty. Um, a lot of it could change, but right now, all that's guaranteed. The Braves just— Braves are in a tailspin right now, dude. Listen. There's an absolute it, tailspin. It could not have gone much worse, I don't think. No. So far. No, no, no. no. When you throw in a like legitimate legal issue— Mike Soroka like, not coming back is eh. seventh down the list. Yeah. I mean, somewhere somewhere around Waskar, you know, a punching a dugout wall, the best right. thing you got going. Punches the dugout wall. Darno is out for 96 years because yeah. of a thumbnail. Yeah. A ligament, whatever, same thing. Probably if Swanson's hitting 220. Swanson's not doing well, but uh, the thing is, Azuna wasn't hitting before. He, yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't hitting before this either. So I mean, it's it's not like uh, it's not like they're gonna miss his production from this year. But they were banking they on that. Needed back. him. Yes, they needed him. Thank God for Austin Riley. Bro. Now where's it gonna come from? Thank God for Austin Riley. I don't know what That's they're what gonna I'm screaming. do. Man. I really don't know what they're gonna do. There's no way that they, they, they can hang in the NL East right now as and we they record this. They can't win games like they did last year, where they were just beating the crap out of the ball. If he's not on the roster, right? You know what and I mean? they're they not. To, I mean. They're not winning games because they're, they still have not gotten over 500. As we yep. record this, 25 and 26. Max Fried versus Steven Strasburg tonight. Uh, Nationals. And then, then you got the Dodgers this yeah. weekend. Um, I don't know. They better figure it out quick. But, but there's a lot, a lot to, to be desired with Agreed. the Atlanta Braves. One team in a tailspin. Another not so much in a tailspin. We are cruising, bro. The Hawks could do wonders for the Braves. Oh, yeah. The Hawks could do wonders for the Braves Lift if they the win curse, themselves dude. a title. Lift the curse, baby. I mean, they're not winning a title, right? Don't say that. They're not winning a title. I mean, I've got significant money on them winning a title. And if if they do win a title, me and you both go to Vegas. I've, I've been said telling that. you all year this team is an Eastern Conference Finals team. No, you've I've said not, that all dude. year. No, you've not. There's a chance. There's a chance as we sit on this recording today that Joel Embiid, we don't know. The MRIs haven't come back. There's a chance he doesn't play for the rest of the playoffs. Have the Hawks beat the Knicks? They, they don't not. play until they tomorrow night. Hand up, hand up, hand up. And I'm not calling this a victory yet. I'm not calling this a victory yet. I want yet. to. I won't. I won't. I want to call I won't. it. Why would you do that? I want Why to call would you do it. that? Don't do that. I want to get out ahead of it. I want to be first. Don't you dare put that on this Hawks team, dude. They're young. The Hawks have won. They won. <laughs> they beat the Knicks in the first round. Breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. Tomorrow night, Wednesday night in the garden. We've seen 3-1 leads before disappear. So <sighs> let's, let's, uh, let's no. not go there. Yeah, yeah. Do, don't you almost wish that this was 2-2? Like just somewhere in your brain, like... Damn it. Of course, it's Dodgers. better to be 3-1, but don't you almost wish that this Atlanta team had a 2-2 and they just had to win two games? I wish they were playing I mean, to three. Yeah, that's more than anything. It doesn't matter. They won. They already won. They already beat the they Knicks. Are now they're going to go play Philly. They're over this team. And my question to you, Trav, and you've watched a good bit of this. This is the first time they've been healthy all year, really, is right at the most important time. They've had a Since Nate McMillan took over, they've had one of the best winning percentages in the NBA how good is this Hawks team when fully healthy? They're good. They're, they're clearly much better than the fifth seed. They're really good, but they're but, clearly much better than the fourth seed. So where would you slot them? One, two, three in the Eastern Conference. Nets being the first right now today. Yeah, I think they're a better team than Milwaukee, dude. I think just I mean over the course of eighty two, yeah. I think they're second. a better team. I put the Hawks second. I think so too. I, I put think the Hawks they're second. that we, damn good. But like we, it's all about the depth and 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 everyone getting healthy. But really, it's not. It's what we've always said. It's Trey yeah. Young. Yeah. It's Trey Young. I mean, he he's is... led them in points and assists every single game yeah. this series. Okay. Super. There's your superstar. Yeah. Spencer plus forty one for the series. Trey Young. 
Hasn't killed them on defense, by the way. Like, what about Bogey Bog? Plus 62 for Bogdanovich. He's played a million minutes, dude. Every game he's playing 40 minutes with 39 minutes. Right, yeah, right I think McMillan figured, I mean, it's either Bogdanovich or Trey Young on the floor. Every, at, at all times. Just to, I mean, I don't know about at all times. Just about, right? Yeah. I mean, almost yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, every minute. There's been, there's been a few, uh, like game two notably, he messed up the rotations. Like he got a lot of heat for that. He had the full bench unit on the floor for like four or five minutes. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I remember. It wasn't four or five minutes. Oh, it was a long time, bro. It was a long time. Trey Young sat for a long time in that game, and uh, he got a lot of heat for that. And if a lot of tried to steal minutes in it, it a a lot of people think that if he didn't do that, the Hawks would have swept. And I, I'm in that camp. Like I think he's probably we're probably a minutes decision away from the Hawks already being done with the series. Can I ask you something? Yeah. Have the Hawks named Nate McMillan their full-time coach? They have not, but uh, Woj w- came out. What are out, they doing? Woj came out and said that it's all but inevitable. Like, they, they've basically... You can't do it now. No, 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 no. But it, they've basically said that he's going to be... And I, the what only, are they doing? Why didn't they do that? Why didn't they figure that out? The only way I could see that happening is if... That him not being the head coach next year is if they lose now. Down ah. 3-1. You know what I mean? You can't... He's... I don't know. You give up a 3-1 lead with this team playing no, they like don't. this? They already beat the Knicks. I told you that. <laughs> but do, do you think there's a chance that if they if they were to lose 3-1, do you think Nate McMillan's not the head coach next year? No, I don't. I think I, no, I, I, think think I, agree with I think he is the coach. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think I agree with you. Correct. Though. But, I mean, I could see them somehow justifying that in their mind. Like, he's not the coach. Game 5, Wednesday night for the Hawks. Game 6, Friday, if necessary. Game 7, Sunday, Spencer... Game six, Friday, if necessary, in Atlanta. I'll be there. Are you rooting for the Hawks to lose? No, I can't. I can't. I can't bring myself to. I'll tell you this much. My girlfriend is 100%. Like, she's on the train for the Hawks to lose. You see, what, you see what's happening here? What's that? This is the, this is the Dodgers futures bet. Yeah. <laughs> this is what happened. That paid out. I'm telling you, it's pretty heavy. Ob Toppin goes for 35. Yeah, tomorrow or like Julius Randall. Well, How bad is Julius Randall? My oh my Christ. Christ, dude! We anointed this guy. I mean, people were saying he's like a top five player in the NBA. You know how bad he's been? Top five player in the NBA? Is that the fans are also yelling crazy shit at him, but no one's defending him because he can't make a bucket. He's that bad. He deserves the criticism from the fans. Yes, dude, this guy is a certified scrub, and the. The stuff he was making in the in the regular season, I, I said this on my solo pod last week. The shots he was making in the la, in the regular season, they don't transfer well to the playoffs because they're so heavily contested. The bucket gets just a little tighter. Yeah, you know what I mean? we didn't know that. I mean, we, we weren't predicting this going no, in. No, 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 no. But clearly, Randall was a worry. Clearly, he was circled. Clearly, the Hawks have exposed him. Right? Like, I mean, yeah. this guy is not a cornerstone. For a franchise, he's not a championship level player. I don't think he's not a star in in my mind anymore. That's that's out the window. I'm with you. Yeah, that's that's gone. Get it out of here. And so, what have the Knicks done this year? Really, when you when you when you pull it all together, they don't have a superstar. I think They're, Tom Thibodeau's done a crazy job. He's, he's done a crazy job. How so, in the hell is this team here? So he's done a crazy job and they've set themselves back a year because you don't have a superstar. You don't have a lottery pick incoming. Well, Spencer, what are they supposed to do? Like this, this team finally got to the playoffs. Don't hire Tom Thibodeau to be your coach when you're clearly trying to rebuild. That's, that's, that's a start. Are you telling me that this is a disappointing seat? Somehow the Knicks should be. 
It's not a disappointing they season. They finally get it's to the It's not playoffs. a disappointing season, but I would be extremely... They're dancing in the streets because they win one game, two I would be at just... home as the four seed over the five. Are they any closer to winning a title now than Nobody they were? Nobody is. Brooklyn. Yeah, but are they any closer to having a contending team? This team is not it, bro. Get it out of here. It's but not I'm, it. I'm saying it's all, that's all the more impressive that they got here. It is very impressive. And, the, and coming from a Celtics fan, coming from nice a Celtics season. fan. See you later. Coming from a Celtics fan, it's um, a joy to watch a team overperform. Yeah. Instead of just fade away into the darkness like the Celtics yeah, have. But they have cowered away. Yeah, and I agree with you, but it's almost as bad. It's almost as bad to be that in the NBA as it is to lose 100 games. I hear you. It's almost as bad. But unless they get legitimate free agents coming because of this performance and they needed dude they needed to come out and play well in the playoffs to get legitimate free agents yeah in my mind and they have not done that so what have they gained that's my question nice season it's awesome awesome story you did great you know closer and i'm sorry to say that knicks fans but also stop saying trey's balding stop it so i got no love for you trey's been doing enough talking on the court yeah. Uh, if the Hawks win, if the Hawks win, they've already beat the Knicks. If the Hawks beat Philly, <laughs> if the Hawks beat Philly, they'll be in the Eastern Conference Finals, and the Braves will be over 500. Yep. If the Hawks, <laughs> if the Hawks lose to Philly, the, the Braves, Braves, the Braves, the Braves will, be, will be below 500 going into the All Star break. Yeah, agreed. We'll shake hands. So that. there you go. There you go. Uh, Spencer, anything else before we get the people to Nick? Palumbo, Nikki P? No, dude. I accidentally called O.C. Welch uh, famous Savannian. What Jace, a legend interview this is. Dude. JC, this is so sick. Uh, I want to go ahead and tip my cap to O.C. My bad, dude. You've had commercials. Hand up. Yeah, hand up. You've had commercials my entire life. I know your son. The goat like, The goat thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I messed up. I called you JC. My bad. Okay. Hand That's up. It. That's all you can do. That's it. Um, all right, Spencer, this is an electric interview. Before we get in there, let's tell the people about PrepSportsReport.com. The Prep Sports Report delivers local sports coverage for more than 20 years and continues to celebrate youth athletes in the coastal empire to this day. PSR has your daily updates on the outstanding student athletes in our area. Every day, always free to read and scroll, no pop-up ads, no subscriptions, none of that. Led by local legend Carl DeMossi, Prep Sports Report gives fans and parents what they want without any of the extras. Your athletes, your Prep Sports Report. Find them on Facebook and Twitter at Prep SAV. Also on Instagram, you gotta love it. PrepSportsReport.com. Thank you guys for sponsoring us and being so loyal, PSR. Um, all right, Spencer, Nick Palumbo interview coming up. Before we get him to Nick Palumbo, we're going to play a clip from WSAV. Yes. We're not going to play our old clip. We're going to play a clip from WSAV with, uh, this is from Danny Dykes, reporter, yeah. uh, Nick Palumbo, fourth District Alderman, where the Durant Avenue Globe is. This is from September 2020. There's also a third party, a lady with a really thick accent. Which who, she stole the show, dude. Listen, it doesn't do it justice, audio only, but this stuff is gold. This is not a Savannah accent. So September like, 2020, Danny Dykes, WSAV, Nick Palumbo, and one Jillian Seymour, yes. who you will hear does not want the Globe to be moved. No. And I think in this interview with Nick Palumbo, she's going to end up being very happy. Once I agree. She, once I she agree. hears it. How do um, people follow you, dude? At Jadon Sports. It's at Podcast Grits for the show account, hotgritspod at gmail.com to email. Uh, this has been a very nice run. It has been. This is a nice episode, dude. This is real nice. nice. Real nice. Follow me on Twitter at Spencer Maddox underscore. 
I swear to God, forget that underscore one more time. I'm going to find you. Underscore. Dude, underscore. I'm going to find you. Follow the pod at the hot grits on Instagram. Trav, take us away. That's right. Five stars, five stars, five stars, five stars. Subscribe, follow, subscribe. Oh, we follow. almost forgot. I mean, this this past two weeks have been crazy in terms of viewers. So should we like welcome our new listeners? It has been nuts. It has been nuts. We've been doing this for a while. The last two weeks, we've seen a boom. I think this week with Nikki P. Alderman, we'll see another boom. Agreed. Um, I mean, all we can say is thank you guys for listening and thank you for the for the sponsors that have stayed with us. Yeah. 69 episodes. What a joke. Yeah. I mean, we're interviewing like international politicians at yeah. this point. Yeah. We're pop stars, dude. At one point in time, we are credited with basically saving the world in this upcoming <laughs> yeah. interview. Um, Spearheaded, I believe it was the term. All right. So here we go. Anchor ad right now and then WSAV clip from Nick Palumbo. And then we will get you guys to the interview with Nick Palumbo. Until then... Stay safe, wash your hands, you filthy animals. Peace. The Hot Grits Podcast is sponsored by Bewley Oaks Home Improvement. Bewley Oaks Home Improvement in Savannah. B-E-A-U-L-I-E-U. Call Tony today for any kind of home improvement work you might need. Whether it's inside the house or outside the house, whether it's in the kitchen, the bathrooms, the floors, the roofs, anything you may need, Tony has got you. 912-667-5235. That's 912-667-5235. You'll ask for Tony, tell him what you need done, and tell him the Hot Grits podcast sent you. concerned not only about losing a landmark, but also the feasibility and environmental impact of moving such a massive structure. Well, I thought, you know, please don't let this be happening. I don't want to destroy the planet on my watch. The 1950s era globe sits on the corner of Duran Avenue and White Bluff Road and is a fixture in the Savannah community. Um, when I heard it was going to be demolished, I just thought how sad that a landmark will be gone. Rumors are revolving around the sphere after the Chatham County Savannah Metropolitan Planning Commission voted September 1st to develop the area. The plan is to build a Parker's gas station, fast food restaurant and coffee shop. But Alderman Palumbo says the site will not be demolished on his watch in his district. We have a commitment from a local and a local business to seize the value in this and seize the future and the potential and the possibilities. Palumbo says Greg Parker has pledged to work around the structure or gift it to the city of Savannah. But moving the globe will present an environmental challenge. The globe that you see behind me today was actual distribution point for, you know, the natural gas that many of the residents in Savannah received for many, many, many years. And we know that there's still natural gas on site. There's natural gas pipes. Palumbo says they may need to disassemble the structure to transfer it to a new location. But some residents are concerned removing the globe removes its iconic landmark status. Pointless. Absolutely pointless. The, it's, it's here. If you move it to any, any other location, it'll just be meaningless. Okay, now we have the Alderman for District 4 in the city of Savannah. Nick Palumbo is joining us. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about the globe and the 4th District as a whole. The 4th District uh, in Savannah is large, to say the least. 
Um, and I think a lot of our listeners are listening from the 4th District or have lived in the 4th District uh, previously. Thank you for joining us, Alderman. Oh, Travis Spencer, it's a pleasure to be on the Hot Grits podcast talking with you guys about the Globe, Savannah history, uh, in the 4th District. It's an honor. So what should we call – how do we refer to you the rest of this interview? Is it, is it Alderman? Mr. <laughs> you, can just, you can just call me Nick. It's totally – yeah. That, uh, you know, I've never been one for titles, um, but you know, everybody around the neighborhood calls me Nick, and, and that's totally fine. All right, I'll call him Nick Spencer. You still have to say Alderman Palumbo. I still have to say. I was gonna go with. I was gonna go even less formal, like Nikki. <laughs> like Nikki P. <laughs> <laughs> Take it to the next level. That's right. Okay, Nick. Well, look. We'll start right where we. I think the reason for all of us talking today is about the Duran Avenue Globe, and I know that in the past you've been a part of the conversations around what's going to happen with the Globe, concerning the Parker's gas station and, and the development over there on Duran and Abercorn. I guess I'll just open the floor and let you tell us what's the latest on that situation, and is there anything new as far as the future of the Globe? Yeah, well, there's no place quite like it. I, I mean, we found in our research that there is, there might not be another one of those gas globes out there uh, in the United States. It may be the last one. So we know that it was one of the largest that was ever constructed, uh, and they were gas distribution centers. Back when, you know, Savannah had a lot of natural gas that was flowing right through it for heating, uh, powering dryers. Some people still have, you know, still use that. Uh, this was a gas gravity fed distribution center and still has all of the pipes and all of the guts uh, are still there today. You know, yeah. it's still there out on that site. So we know that sometime in the 1950s, a young advertising executive, Ted Turner's dad, decides that he wants to start advertising and making some revenue off of Whoa. these. And uh, it becomes this part of the local folklore. He decides to paint it first like a school globe, you know, in very primary colors. And you could see it like that. Right. Uh, and then it got a refit where it became the globe that we know and love today. And today's, you know, it's Savannah Realty. Uh, and underneath it, if you guys have been there, is the Chatham County Republican headquarters is underneath the globe. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> underneath the globe there. Um, but you can still go out and visit today. And it still has even a mini globe over by, you know, the mailbox. So the moment that I heard about the proposed development immediately as a big preservationist uh, out there, and that's been something that's near and dear to me my entire life. Uh, the first thing I thought of was, you know, hey, not on my watch, you know, like, yeah, yeah. There's no, no, absolutely no way. And early on in the development, you know, we heard from the proposers and the developers about environmental remediation, uh, the lead possibly that was in the ground, you know, how difficult this was going to be and, you know, whether or not it was still structurally sound. Uh, it's such a unique item. I mean, we even had some city engineers come and scope the thing out uh, because very early on, you know, there was a strong effort to save it in any capacity. And if it had to be moved, you know, that it would be relocated. And we thought of a hundred different ideas, you know, that Savannah Tech students would, the welding team would put it back together. You know, where would we put it? But I will have, I will tell you breaking news, you know, and we, this hasn't been shared out before, but the current proposal as is for the site 
does keep the globe uh, in place, Let's on site go. as is. That is what? such great news. We that can stop. We can news. go ahead and stop the interview there, right? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Fire. So trust me, verify. It's going through. Now we'll tell you. It's still going through the development process uh, and uh, a lot of traffic engineering hurdles because you have almost the perfect storm. Uh, of those three intersections. And if anybody's tried to traverse it, especially during rush hour, yeah. you've got, you know, Duran Avenue, Abercorn Street, White Bluff, uh, Montgomery, when the base lets out at 5 p.m. So uh, you've got a, a lot of moving parts that are on this site. But currently, the proposal that's been submitted to the city is that there would be three separate parcels or three separate entities um, on the site and that the globe would be saved and that, you know, they would be kind of in a row and running east to west. Um, yeah. And the challenge with the three of them is that they are definitely, you know, they are destination uh, commercial spaces. So uh, traffic engineering is having a real hard time, you know, trying to figure out how is it going to be routed around? How do you keep traffic off the street and prevent backups from happening? And Alderman, how, so how, uh, excuse me, Nick, how, how is Parker's and, and that whole organization and that business involved in like the traffic and, and the development of that area? Like, are they hands off and you guys are like kind of informing them of what's going on or is it vice versa? Does well, I think there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of back and forth where, you know, um, the developer will submit a proposal. It'll go to traffic engineering. They try to estimate the number of cars that will be generated. You know, right. one of the, you know, the three tenants have not been named yet. Uh, but some of the ideas that have been floated out there were, you know, what if it was a Chick-fil-A, you know, and we know that if anybody's ever been to Chick-fil-A, they know like you've got, <laughs> you've got double lines that are coming through parking lots, you know, attendants that are trying to route them around. So, yeah. That's why they You're, always put a checkers next to it, so that you, you got room to get out. That's right. You got <laughs> you got room, you got room to get out, and you got you know uh, you kind of get that consolation prize, right? You know you got to yeah. feel bad for for checkers or Arby's, and I've done that before. You know, skip the line at the Mall Boulevard Chick Fil A to go hit up Arby's uh, instead. Um, but they're engineering it right now as if it's going to be you know something generating enough traffic like a Chick Fil A. And they want to try to make sure that the traffic doesn't back up into Duran or White Bluff, uh, for that matter. But if the proposal goes through as is, you know, I think folks would be able to, as they're coming through the drive through, the latest design is that they'd be going through the second shop, which may be a coffee shop, and they'd actually be going through the drive through and get to drive around the globe uh, to go up there and pick up their coffee on the other side. So if you, so, what is the timeline for that proposal? I don't know if you just said that or not, but the timeline for the proposal as it currently stands, what's the next step for that? And like, when does that happen? Next step is still, is still in traffic engineering right now. It has okay. to be approved through traffic engineering. And then, you know, we can expect that there'll be announcement from the developer. Um, I don't want to steal their thunder because they'll be able to officially plant the flag and say, you know, we saved the globe. Um, but I can say for the hot grits podcast, you guys, Hey, you're, you're at the tip of the spear where we can say that there has been an alternative proposal submitted, uh, that saves the globe on site. 
And I think it's for a couple of good reasons. Um, one, it's recognizing the value in the history of this supremely unique Savannah landmark, right? I mean, you've had marriage proposals that have happened there. You had Forces of Nature that was filmed there. Um, oh, yeah. And then it's cool. just always been this landmark destination where people get around and they see the globe. Um, but as we found over time and, and, and really in researching this, uh, it's become very special because not only is it maybe the largest one that was ever constructed, it's possibly the last one that's still in the United States. That's wow. Awesome. That's awesome. So, Nick, I know you said that just right off the rip, you were against the globe moving in, in general or it being deconstructed at the very least. Um, what impact do you think – do you think this was entirely because of the pro-globe movement that these developers aren't <laughs> going to move? I'm not, I'm not trying to you know, shine the light on us here. There was other people no, involved in this. Of, kind of. You know, I think it's I think it's all of the I think it's all of the above. I, I think Fair. that the pro globe movement saving the planet. I mean, that's a wonderful message, you know, and that uh, there was a lot of energy behind it. And people who came out of the woodwork to say that this meant something much more valuable and something much more special than just, you know, something that could be shouldn't be thrown away. And um, and then the recognition that the developer could see this as an asset really it is a unique landmark that's one of a kind you know there'll be no other place out there like it that has its own globe um and you know it's good that this happened because the globe did need a lot of tlc as you guys have gotten pretty close to it you see you know a big steel globe uh no doubt no doubt (laughs) it's gigantic um and it needs a little it needs a little love um, it's been in good standing since the 1950s and it's gave us some great service, but it's in need of a little TLC. And I think the other thing that really saved it and preserved it too, is just the, the logistical feat that would have been trying to move it or deconstruct it in any capacity. Um, <laughs> what really saves it is because of its scale and its stature. I mean, you'd really just have to do such an immense amount of engineering work to wrap your head around it, um, to even think about moving it or altering it all, then it's just easier to keep it and preserve it in place. I love that. I love the fact that it, that that's one of the main reasons why it stays. Yeah, laziness, just, laziness too, wins the day. It's too there difficult to move. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. And, and then, well, you think anything right. related to environmental remediation, you know, it's all about whether or not there's going to be a disturbance in the soil. What are you digging up? What's going to be in there? And the further that you go, the more that you have to remediate, you know, for any of the landfills that are out there or environmentally contaminated sites, uh, sometimes the best thing to do is you cap it over uh, and you let Mother Nature, you know, run its course. So I think as the engineers approach this thing and even with the consideration of, you know, do we move it or even if it could be deconstructed, the engineering costs and the environmental remediation costs just would spiral out of control so high that it just makes it's much more fiscal sense uh, to keep it in place. And you've got the added bonus, you know, of saving the globe, this wonderful advertising opportunity. It's still this landmark uh, on Southside Savannah that it can't be replicated. Even if it were moved, it really can't be replicated. No, yeah, I was thinking about that. Like, if we did have to move the globe, the fourth district, 
and we had to move it into a different district, we would at least need two first round picks in return. (laughs) I would think. Yeah, we need we need a first round draft pick landmark, you know, so uh, a little bit of horse trading for your landmarks out there to see what we could what we could get for it. And I don't know what what is the ratio of globe to landmark? You know, what's the uh, what would be in in, in your eyes, what would be an equivalent landmark out there to the globe? Well, like I, so oh, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. I think scholars are debating this every day, honestly. But well, anything where it's like the world's largest, like the world's largest, uh, you know, ice cream stand, the world's largest, uh, whatever it may be. Oldest, world's oldest, yeah, could be a thing too. Um, well, what is the thing downtown now that they're talking about? The t- is it a tugboat? Tugboat, yeah, on River Street. That might be the next one. That's that been be removed. That's been removed. They're now trying to put it back in place. Whoa, yeah, yeah. one monument at a time, man. Yeah, yeah. We, we can. That's right. One That's right. Tinkerbell Tinker is going to be replaced, and uh, thank goodness it, it, it fell out. It's fell into disrepair, and, and thank goodness Tinkerbell's going to come back. It's, <laughs> it's very lonely down there in the sand pit oh, so, without the tugboat. So we do have confirmation that the tugboat is coming back, correct? That is correct. Yeah, Tinkerbell 2.0 is coming back. Um, it'll be built with um, 2.0 fiber, fiberglass hull. Uh, instead of wood so it'll be there for many years to come and and they actually still have you know most folks don't know that uh eric meyerhoff who who helped design rusaka's plaza actually designed tinkerbell wow uh, and that and that tugboat you know and he did the design so they still have the blueprints and they're able to replicate it and uh the family actually raised some funds to partner with the city to bring it back and it's really exciting Okay, you guys are listening to our interview with Alderman Nick Palumbo. We'll get you right back to it. But first, let me tell you guys about John Carr Real Estate. John Carr is one of our biggest sponsors at Hot Grits Podcast. You can call him, 912-228-0916 or johncarrealty.com. Check out the latest homes that John has bought and sold by liking John Carr Real Estate on Facebook. Johnny Carr has sold over $7 million worth of homes in the last calendar year. And he'd love to help the listeners in the Savannah area with every real estate need they have. Whether you're buying or selling, doesn't matter. Our guy, John Carr, will save you money. Get a discount on your listing fees by telling John the Hot Grits podcast sent you. Real recognizes real, and John Carr is real. 912-228-0916. 912-228-0916 for John Carr Real Estate. All right, let's get you guys back now to our interview with Alderman Nick Palumbo. All right, Nick, uh, just between us three, okay, how boring are those city council meetings? <laughs> They're not boring at all. In fact, uh, I wonder if I need to bring my boxing gloves and start charging admission. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyone you know, that's uh, on the city of Savannah YouTube, uh, anyone that's watching any of those meetings will get that reference, I think. Yeah, I think, you know, I mean, it's a very deliberative government and we spill all the tea, you know, I mean, if there's any tea on the table, we're going to spill it. Um, so, I mean, you just got to be, if anything, it's it's active participatory government, you know, anything, no stone is left unturned or unpunished. Um, and that's so, that, that's not an exaggeration here, guys. Like they, they if you watch one of these meetings, they turn over every so every single thing is checked off. Um and I know I, I, we've interviewed Mayor Johnson on this podcast before, 
boy, it's, it's sometimes looking at his face on those Zoom on those Zoom meetings is just all all the comedy I need. He's just fed up sometimes. <laughs> You'll see. You know, I want somebody to do an overlay when we get that thousand yard stare, yes. you know, because I've had a couple of them. If, would somebody please overlay, overdub the, the sounds of silence, you know, as we're just like, as we're just staring off into the distance. I've but, seen a, I've seen a few eye rolls in there, too. <laughs> I want to tell you this. Do you know Nick and I have something in common? What's that? Uh, we both are 2021 Connect Savannah Award winners. Did Ooh, you know that? I did not yeah. know that. <laughs> yeah. I don't have a question, Spencer. I was just letting you know that I was the Twitter account of the year. He's the alderman and the councilman of the year. Congratulations to both of you. Um, <laughs> yeah, we do deserve We worked hard for that. Um, okay, Nick, uh, we'll wrap up with you. We really appreciate you taking the time. Um, if we could get a little bit more serious on your time in office and, and kind of how you view your time so far and the council's time so far. Um, is there anything you've learned since beginning in, in 2019 that you didn't know before you were elected or something that maybe that you've, you know, concretely learned uh, since taking office? You know, I think in the last two years, it's just expect the unexpected, you know, come prepared every single day to give your best. And, um, live through service, you know, putting service above self. And that sounds cheesy, but I mean, if you keep that service mindset in mind as you approach it every day, you can pull through anything. And if you can pull through a global pandemic and, uh, you know, one of the toughest budgets we've ever had, um, you know, you can do anything. And it's just been, it's been an honor to serve and work on this. It's been so much fun to have the opportunity to make a difference, whether it's on the globe, uh, plastics reduction we've got some exciting stuff coming up with uh, aluminum go cups that i've been working on downtown nice. but it's just an honor to serve the neighborhoods out there too um and, and work with some really great folks nick i've heard you say in the in past interviews um you know in leading up to this uh that you weren't registered to either party or that you didn't consider yourself you know republican or democrat is that still the case and is that something that you know came by choice or was that kind of just the result of where those two parties were? Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, what I love about municipal office is that it is nonpartisan. Right. So that you, you can transcend the two parties. And, um, you know, I've been fairly notorious for that, you know, and not, there are some candidates that I really like that I've endorsed and supported out there, but I'll support Republicans, Democrats, everybody all over the board, independent, green, uh, who I think, you know, folks who I think are best for the job. And I think that, you know, there's no monopoly on good ideas. No, neither party has a monopoly on those. And, and sometimes you you got to choose from the best of them from both sides. Um, that's on, that's end, so refreshing to hear. Yeah, that's extremely cool. well said. We're trying to start the pro-glow party. That's right. <laughs> the pro-glow party. Well, saving the planet, you know, one globe at a time, right? Um, but it is. It, it is an advantage when you're in the municipal spot, you do have the advantage of working with both parties uh, to see kind of the virtues in, in both what they're working towards. Um, and, and you try to take the good and the bad. It was, I think Louis Armstrong said, there's only two kinds of music, good and bad. I think there's only two kinds of ideas, good ideas and bad ideas. So, you know, uh, I enjoy working with everybody. I'm still maintaining my independent affiliation. <laughs> That's awesome. A Louis Armstrong reference. But yeah, no, I just personally, that that's something I really, really respect 
I, you know, in doing research on you, Nick, is that, is that, you know, your ability to kind of look and, and see who you think is right, what you think is right, and not necessarily be beholden to a, you know, a national platform that may or may not have anything to do with Savannah itself. I mean, it seems like there's a lot of that going around. So it's nice to have someone in district four. That's not like that. Um, yeah, we need some folks, you know, Savannah needs champions in its, its own corner. Yes. You know what I mean? And it always does, you know, getting in, involved in party politics, there are pluses and minuses out there, but uh, for down here, you know, in, in the United States of Chatham County, you, you have a unique opportunity to really take a look at both sides of different issues and, and try to work towards the best uh, conclusion. All right, I got one more. Spencer, you all wrapped up? I'm all wrapped up, man. Okay. Um, you don't have any say over the green conditions at Bacon Park Golf Course, do you? I might have some. Not not much, but I can certainly help you out. How Listen, we gotta we're, we gotta get those things we gotta get those things a little rolled out better, I think. Oh man, are they looking rough over there? They're a little rough, Alderman. They're a little rough, and I'm not making this up when I say the other districts and other aldermen are talking about how they have better golf courses in their district. <laughs> and they're talking, you know, I don't know what to say to them. I'm sure JC has some kind of, uh, OC. So you don't even get this guy's oh, name right. No, man. You're gonna dude. Get, we're never going to get a tea time. Dang. Well, for, to have one of the city, you know, one of the country's oldest municipal golf courses, I believe the oldest municipal golf course out there, you know, we got to do a better job of maintaining it. Because it is a classic, you know, people, it is a destination, people coming to check it out. We got to do a good job of maintaining it. Um, it's all that back to basic stuff out there. But, you know, with 11 growing seasons out there in Savannah, it's sometimes it's tough keeping up with the grass. Just that's ask fair. my lawn. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, okay, Alderman, do you want to tell people how they can follow you? Um, we, we have already plugged your um, Twitter and Facebook and all that. But if you want to redo that and tell people how they can keep up with what's going on with you guys. Yeah, please come on down to, you know, www.nickforsavannah.com or follow me really on Facebook. I'm trying to be more active on Twitter, but follow me on Facebook at fb.com backslash Nick for Savannah. Uh, and I really appreciate you guys, man. Loving the podcast and, and appreciate you. Well, thanks, Nick. We appreciate you, man. Yeah, you got it. Anytime. I love, have, love being on the show, man. Call me back. Let's do an update sometime. And, uh, when we make the big announcement and we finally cross the T's and dot the I's on this, I uh, would well, love to have you come on down and maybe just maybe scale this globe with me. We're there. Oh, we're there. We're there. It's done. It's that's a done deal. <laughs> All right, fellas. Y'all take it easy. Take it easy. Thanks, Nick.